Welcome to Leveraging the Laboratory, a Mayo Clinic Laboratories podcast for administrators, outreach managers, and laboratory professionals to learn how to best leverage and optimize the laboratory for patients, clients, and staff. I'm your host, Jane Hermanson. I'm the Outreach Manager at Mayo Clinic Laboratories. And joining me today, I'm so excited, is Erin Hoffman. She is the Sales Director for the Hospital Division for Mayo Clinic Laboratories. And our discussion topic today is about the incredible value of the hospital laboratory, the challenges that we face, and the tremendous opportunities that are available to us all. So Erin, thank you for joining us today. And why don't we start with an introduction? Please tell us a little about yourself and your role as a leader within Mayo Clinic Labs. Thank you for having me today, Jane. My name is Erin Hoffman. I'm the Division Director of the Hospital Sales and Services Division with Mayo. And I have a background in wound care as well as laboratory in outreach leadership with multi-site hospital systems in addition to academic hospital systems. So my most recent position was the Executive Director of Laboratory Services. So I'm excited to be here today. Thank you. Well, clearly you've got some great experience and that's really going to help our audience understand. And because you've worked across such broad organizations, you have a nice view of what laboratories really look like. From your perspective, what would you say are the greatest strengths of the community or hospital-based laboratory? The greatest strengths would be the people, right? So the people are the engine that supports all the different touch points that laboratory serves within a health system or within a hospital. And I think this was evident during COVID. You didn't really think of the laboratory, but as soon as something like this hit, the climate changed and we recognized not only nurses and doctors and pharmacists as heroes, but laboratorians. So I would say the greatest strengths would be in the people and those people supporting the mission, which is ultimately to serve our patients in communities that the hospital is serving. Those patients are going into the walls of the hospital and laboratories supporting ancillary services to provide test results for diagnosis for those patients. Absolutely. And truly, the people are the core of any organization. They're the ones that maintain the culture. Otherwise, it's just a great big building. So if you think about the flip side, though, what are the biggest challenges that a hospital or community-based laboratory faces today? There's numerous challenges. Again, just as people were the greatest asset to support the mission, staffing is one of the greatest challenges. But it's a very different healthcare climate. So There's staffing challenges, as we all know, medical technologist schools are decreasing. It's not traditionally a field that has been given high visibility in the younger years as a career path for people. In addition to that, we've always had cost containment measures, but coming out of this post-COVID climate, it's more important than ever that we're good stewards of our resources I would say there's additional challenges when we look at regulatory requirements, we look at reimbursement rates. And additionally, I think that when we look at how laboratory is viewed, uh, there's an opportunity there. It's becoming more and more challenging to really show the value of a lab, which is contributing strong turnaround times to our patients, but getting that message escalated outside of the laboratory to non-laboratorians can be a challenge. 
Well, you set up truly my next question, which is how does the executive level view the lab? And so you, you started with a very internal view. People are important and the internal challenges that we face. But from an executive view, what are the things that an executive leader looks at as far as what the laboratory means for the organization? Well, that's a great question. I think it will depend on whether there is an outreach or a robust outreach within a health system. So traditionally, if there's not laboratory leadership involvement in C-suite conversations, it can be viewed as a cost center. Uh, they often see high invoices, high capital requests, and let's face it, laboratories are expensive. If there is an outreach program and a robust outreach program, that is what's driving outpatient revenue to the bottom line of a health system. So I think more than ever, laboratory leaders need to have a strong financial acumen so that they are able to talk to the C-suite and have a seat at the table to really drive home the value as a revenue generator of a laboratory. I think additionally, that financial acumen leads to thinking of innovative ways for cost containment measures and ensuring that there's a supply relationship management program, that there's a, a solid laboratory stewardship program, and exploring partnerships with other health systems to serve patients. So those would be some of the actions I would think that would be important as a, a laboratory leader when looking at the narrative of how a health system views their laboratory. Absolutely. And one thing that we've seen is that there is not a, a great understanding at the executive level of how the laboratory can bring that profitable revenue in because they are already there. They have the fixed plant and equipment. So all of that revenue is incremental volumes, incremental cost. And it really creates some wonderful bottom line opportunities. So they sometimes exec executives don't understand that. So truly being able to tell that financial story is yes. really important. Yeah, absolutely. How can a lab leader really understand where they sit mm -hmm. as far as an executive view? So if they're telling their story or maybe the executives have never heard that story, how do they have those good conversations to say, hey, we're a diamond in the rough here. We're we're a pretty cool thing. They were we were cool during COVID, but it's really shifted because now we've been, we've taken kind of a back seat. We've been quiet again, and I don't like labs to be quiet. I think we need to be out there all the time. How do you feel about that? It's very important because as we shared, laboratory determines a lot of the diagnosis for patients and provides our physicians, whether employed or affiliated providers, the opportunity to serve the patients. When you have a multi-site system, I think it's important to know, do you have a system laboratory leadership committee or do you have individual sites running individual labs that may be supporting freestanding labs? Either way, it's very important for laboratory leadership to engage with other departments hold regular business operations meetings that have the COO and vice presidents of ancillary services so that they're able to take the value of lab outside of a laboratory, often to non-laboratorians. And regular cadence 
in participation in revenue cycle meetings, supply chain meetings, payer contract meetings. So it sounds when you think of a laboratory and running the operations of a lab, it's complex, but escalating the value of lab and these relationships outside of the laboratory is key so that you have a seat at the table when decisions are made. And that's really, I think, what's been effective in um, some of the health systems that I've been at, just asking the C-suite, how do you view the lab? It gives you an opportunity to either support a positive narrative or shift a negative narrative. So if the narrative is negative, how do you shift it? What are the key things that leaders are needing to hear? We can talk co coefficients of variation and quality control charts and that stuff all day long, right? But mm -hmm. that is not something that is going to be relevant. What are the right stories that a laboratory leader should tell to shift that view to a positive one? Well, they need to have a comprehensive understanding from each key stakeholder, what's important to them. So understanding your laboratory and either changing the areas that are maybe giving a negative perception that maybe lab is just a cost center. Have they really said to the leadership that your laboratory can actually have a growth initiative? That's something when I'm out with clients asking, you know, have you been asked to grow labs so that we can continue to drive revenue to the bottom line of the hospital while supporting our mission? So I think it's important to understand where the perceptions come from, and then have a tactical strategy to be able to address that because some of them are very real. Again, if you're operating without any type of outreach, oftentimes laboratory directors are, I don't wanna say overwhelmed, but they have so many competing priorities. When you talk about outreach, I'll hear, well, what are the resources that we need? Well, Mayo Clinic will partner, walk alongside a health system to help build that robust outreach because that is what's driving the revenue. And we know it is. If you look at the current healthcare climate, commercial labs are purchasing hospital outreach programs. And per, per their own information on the investor day slide presentation, they make their money back in about a year. We see winning in hospitals, keeping shareholders happy. So there's a reason that they're looking at buying these hospital outreach programs, and it's because it drives revenue to the bottom line. Exactly. But the revenue, we want that revenue to stay at the bottom line within the community <laughs> hospital, not to an entity several states away, right? Absolutely. Well, we're a health Absolutely, Jane. We're a health system. So we understand health system to health system, the value in serving our patients. We're not answering to shareholders. So exactly. uh, absolutely. And, and really looking at what is in their market. Where do you have leakage within a laboratory? If you're leaking routine testing, that's impacting driving down your cost per test, driving efficiencies and improving productivity. So we talked about having a comprehensive understanding of what could be driving that narrative. I can't emphasize more than anything, really ensuring the relationship is built outside the laboratory. Make sure you've got an ability to have regular cadence with supply chain because you want to make sure that you've got a 
collaborative relationship with the vendors and that maybe people that are not as laboratory knowledgeable have that viewpoint. So one really interesting approach that I saw one group use with supply chain specifically was to say, yes, our bills are going up. We're going to be using more supplies. But guess what? With your GPO, that actually is going to kick you into the higher tier. So your rebate's going to be better. So come on, supply chain, let's work together. So that's really an unsung hero, truly, in this picture, if you can partner with supply chain appropriately, and then they're going to get behind any lab in their growth initiatives. Would you agree with that? Yes, and that lends itself to that supplier relationship management tool. If laboratories don't have that, that's an opportunity for them to work with supply chain to develop it so that they maximize the benefits of the current contracts with their vendors. So yes, it does definitely resonate. Well, and then it goes back when you've talked about kind of the main challenges you mentioned, of course, staffing, you talked mm -hmm. about cost containment. So cost containment, seriously right in alignment, of course, with the supply chain relationships. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece, regulatory changes, that's just normal part of life right. reimbursement. We're, we're, we're doing our best and we, we mm -hmm. know that the, a lot of that is out of our hands, but all we can do is advocate and continue to keep the voice of the, the patient really in front of our leaders and help them understand that reimbursement changes are going to truly impact quality of care and going to harm our patients ultimately. So I think, Erin, we've talked about a bunch of stuff. And one thing that I like to do on this podcast is ask one last question. I would call a rapid fire question. Okay. And when you think about being a lab leader, there's nothing more exciting and terrifying than a rapid fire opportunity when you happen to find yourself literally in the elevator with a leader. Yes. And if you could coach anyone on having an elevator speech ready to go to tell the hospital CEO how valuable the lab is, mm -hmm. what should they say? I would say they should hit these key points. They want to talk about quality and reliability because that's what directly impacts the patient. They want to talk about the support for the medical staff. And they want to talk about the opportunities, not only for cost containment that they're working on, but that they've got a great idea for growth within the laboratory based on an outreach. Because I can just share with you over and over, when hospitals are looking at growth initiatives, laboratory is not top of mind, but there is a robust market for outpatient laboratory that serves their communities. Uh, it's very hard to compete with a hospital-based lab in turnaround time. So you've got quality turnaround time. It drives cost efficiencies, improves productivity, and serves the patients who are living in your communities and coming into your hospitals. All tremendously compelling points. So thank you very much. I can't imagine the CEO saying, no, we don't want any of that stuff. Certainly no, they do. So thank you. And truly from the perspective of someone who's had to articulate and demonstrate lab value across a number of organizations, your view has been really, really important for us today. Erin, I want to thank you. So I truly hope that our audience has also gained some new insight as to the value of the hospital lab and how to communicate around that value. So Erin, thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jane. Have a Got wonderful it. day. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you again for listening to Leveraging the Laboratory, a podcast from Mayo Clinic Laboratories. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe. And until next time, 
we encourage you to continue to promote your community-based hospital laboratory. After all, the needs of the patients come first.